Hello, and welcome back to the World War II Podcast. Uh, I did say I was going to do the Ploy SD Raid Part 2. Um, that will not be happening. Uh, well, to put it short, Part 1 will be the only one that's going to be out. Part 2 will not be coming out. Um, and there are some reasons behind that. Um, well, one reason, uh, that reason, uh, being I have decided to no longer do this podcast. I will be joining a different one, uh, which one I am joining, I have not decided, but, uh, yeah, there will be no more, uh, World War II podcast. Um, obviously I'm still the only one in here, which I don't mind that, that's not why I'm quitting it. It's, uh, it, it, I won't go into why, I, I, I just don't really feel like doing it much more, and I'll be joining a different one, and hanging out there, and recording another, other episodes there, um, so what I wanted to do with this, um, episode is kinda, well, well, since this is kind of the last episode of this podcast, uh, what I wanted to do is I at least wanted to get um, at least around 18, an 18 minute long episode, which that won't be a problem. Uh, but also what I wanted to do is I wanted to talk about, uh, since this is the last uh, episode, I wanted to talk about the final days of World War II. Uh, that being, uh, denazification, etc., what happened after, and the rebuilding of Europe. Uh, so, Germany knew they had lost World War II. They were losing ground quite rapidly. They had started a two-front war. Their aggression had, well, their, their blitzkrieg was no longer effective. The last well, effective uh, Blitzkrieg use was uh, the Battle of the Bulge. Um, So, once uh, the Soviet Union had uh, captured the Reichstag and Germans started to surrender, uh, the the main German uh, Werksmacht surrendered to American and Soviet soldiers. Uh, The SS did not. The SS is the uh, elite force of Germany, put it that way. Uh, so, they did not surrender. And they were known for doing war crimes, etc. They were not... Um, they were not good at all, the SS. Uh, the SS Panzer Divisions did not uh, surrender. The SS Panzer Grenadiers that none of them surrendered. They fought and kept fighting till all of them were captured. Some of them have surrendered. Uh, or they were dead. Uh, yes, uh, the, the Americans had actually uh, ma- made a um, decision to, long, to no longer capture SS soldiers and rather just kill them. Uh, the reason why they decided to do that 
was because during, I, be I believe it was during the Battle of the Bulge, a SS Panzer Division uh, had captured a bunch of American soldiers. Uh, they lined them up in the snow next to their panzers, which I believe were King Tigers, or that, or Panthers, Tigers, or Panzer Fours. Um, they lined them up in the snow. Uh, the commanders and whole, whole machine gunners, and gunners, and anyone that had a machine gun in the tank, opened up on all of them lined up. Uh, the American soldiers, most of them tried to play dead, others were just shot, and that wasn't the end of it. The SS Panzer divisions that were that were driving by on the road, even hours later, let their machine guns loose on the bodies and piles of the American soldiers as target practice. Um, however, despite them consistently shooting at the Americans, even even the ones that were dead, there were some that were still alive that, were, that got shot and killed, that were trying to play dead, once uh, nightfall came, the ones that were still alive got up and ran. They made it back to the, to the lines, told uh, American commanders what had happened, and after that, SS soldiers were no longer to be captured and rather just shot because of what happened there. Um, there is uh, the German Werksmacht did not really like the SS. The Werksmacht was regular soldiers, conscripts. Conscripts is a generous term. Conscripts you usually put to Soviet conscripts. But what I, what I mean is people that are signed up against their will to join the Werksmacht and fight against the Americans or Soviets, whatever, whatever front you're put on. Uh, so generally these are young boys. There's also um, Hitler's Youth Division, which is young girls and boys, uh, usually around ages like 10 or below, or maybe a little above, like teens. Uh, but they, you, they were usually put in Berlin with uh, Panzerfausts to destroy enemy tanks, AT guns. Uh, I'm not sure if they were, I don't think they were. Um, but yeah, they're usually put in AT guns or equipping Panzerfausts or machine guns. Um, the the Werksmacht consisted of elders, veterans of World War One. Um, people that were unfit or fit, or people to join the work mark. It the German army consisted of a wide, wide variety of people. Uh, they essentially accepted anyone that could at, at least hold a gun and know how to pull a trigger. That's the amount of people that they accepted. Um, the work smack. There is a uh, a uh, story of the Wehrmacht fighting with the U.S. against uh, SS soldiers with um, French resistance fighters. I think they were French resistance fighters. No, they weren't. 
I can't remember what they were. But they were... We'll just call them VIPs. So the SS wanted them dead, but the Wurtmach knew. They told they surrendered. The Wurtmach surrendered to the U.S. Told the U. Told the U.S. soldiers what was going on. The U.S. soldiers went over there with a M4A3 76 Sherman and a bunch of soldiers and defended the castle because it was a castle. They defended that with the Wurtmach fighting alongside them. So that was one coincidence of the Wurtmacht fighting with the U.S. against SS soldiers. And there were quite a lot of SS soldiers. Uh, they did successfully defend the, let's just say, VIPs. Um, they did successfully defend them. None of them were killed. Uh, but however, the, the Sherman was destroyed by a... Um, germ or SS pack gun which pack is an anti-tank gun 7.5 centimeter uh, pack I think is a pack 38 maybe I don't know the exact pack um, specifications names I know tank name I don't know the packs because AT, AT guns is the one thing I don't really know I could probably identify as this 5 which is a Soviet anti-tank gun but otherwise, not really. Actually, no, I can identify, I can also identify a pack 38 but there are other packs that I can't identify. I can identify a pack 38 pretty easily because it's a quite common and unique look, but otherwise, I can't really identify much else. There are, there are some things that I can identify, like a Nebeldorfer. Uh, for those who don't know, a Nebeldorfer is a German um, rocket launcher, essentially, uh, rocket artillery. It's meant to be hauled around by half track or or jeep, whatever whatever you got that can at least pull it. Um, you load it up with well, first you set it down. You load it up with rockets and fire away. Uh, and yes, I have actually seen a Nippledorfer in person, uh, the Rock Island, uh, arsenal, military arsenal. You have to have a military ID to get in, unfortunately. But yes, I did see a Nippledorfer. And I can't exactly remember how many rockets it holds. I think it's either eight, nine, or seven. One of those three. I think it's eight. But I don't want to say for certain, because I don't know. But it also might be six. I don't remember. Anyway, um, Germany, after losing the war, went through a process of denazification, which was works captured Wurzmark soldiers uh, or civilians, um, breaking off any uh, swastikas and any trinkets with swastikas, German eagle, cleaning them up, getting them out of there. Destroying uh, statues, um, stuff like that. Uh, they also went through the period of rebuilding Europe and Berlin. Because Berlin had gone through heavy bombardment by Allied forces. By Well, yeah, by Allied forces. Um, heavy B-17 bombardments, artillery barrages, etc. The Soviets hit Berlin with... Katusha's 
artillery, anything they could. We hit them with B-17 strategic bombers. We hit them with artillery strikes. Anything that was in range, essentially. That was, everyone hit them with what was in range. The British hit them with what they had in range. The Americans hit them with what they had in range. The Soviets hit them with what they had in range. Um, they, Berlin was essentially reduced to very little. Um, Berlin had a lot to rebuild. France had a lot to rebuild. Belgium had a lot to rebuild. The Netherlands had a, a lot to rebuild. Finland had a lot to rebuild. The Soviet Union had a lot to rebuild. Britain had a lot to rebuild. Japan had a lot to rebuild. Uh, the Philippines had a lot to rebuild. Norway had a lot to rebuild. A lot, a lot, a lot of nations had a lot to rebuild. Italy had a lot to rebuild. Spain had a lot to rebuild. A lot, a lot was destroyed. Some nations fighting other nations, other than the main, other than the main nations, uh, Spain was involved in war. Spain suffered some damage. Uh, the U.S. also did suffer some damage by the Japanese uh, balloons that they launched overseas. It just that were incendiary bombs. It didn't do much uh, superficial damage, to say. Uh, mainly just forest fires. Uh, there was, I think, yeah, there were two deaths from the incendiary balloons. But that was the only, uh, those were the only deaths from those balloons. Uh, other than that, the only damage done was damage to uh, forests and wildlife. Uh, so it wasn't much to be concerned about, really. Um, so Germany had a lot to rebuild. A lot to rebuild. Pretty much the entire um, country was in ruin. Uh, their economy was no longer good at all. Um, they had stores were destroyed. Um, farms were totally destroyed, burned, torn up. Um, their production lines were destroyed because their production lines are being used to supply the Wehrmacht with Panzers, uh, guns, Panzerfausts, Panzerschrecks, AT guns, artillery, tracks for Panzers, guns for Panzers, metal for Panzers, food for soldiers. Sandbags for fortifications, ammunition for AT guns, ammunition for panzers, ammunition for rifles. Those were strategic targets that needed to be hit, and they were hit. But after the war, when it was all over, those factories, even before the war, were producing regular supplies for civilians, for construction. 
And without those factories available, those factories being bombed or hit with artillery, mainly bombed, uh, you, you don't have the supplies to reconstruct your nation. You don't have the supplies to repair factories. You don't have the supplies. You don't even have the supplies to make food for your, for your, for your people. You don't have the ability to grow food because your farms are destroyed. You don't have the ability to make metal to make buildings cause, or make cars or because your factories are destroyed. You don't have the ability to make cement and concrete because your factories are destroyed. You don't have the ability to saw wood because your sawmills are destroyed. Everything is destroyed. That was the situation for Germany. Uh, the Soviet Union had their had some of their cities uh, in ruin as well from German bombardments with bombers, artillery, or even from their own fire. Because once your city is captured, you don't care about what damage you do to that city. That city is now under enemy control, and that is now essentially an enemy city. But because it's your city, it's your sovereign land. You will do anything to get that back, even if that includes bombarding your own city and destroying your infrastructure. You will destroy your own bridges. You will destroy your own buildings. You, are, you will destroy your own factories. You will destroy your own fortifications. You will destroy your own tanks to avoid them being falling into enemy hands. You will destroy anything you can to prevent the enemy from gaining an upper hand. That was the Soviet Union. That was every nation. Every nation did that. Germany did that. America would have. Obviously, everyone would. Britain did. I mean, the Americans, we, all, we also did. We just didn't do it on our own land. Uh, neither did Britain. Britain didn't do it on their own land, but they did do it. Germany did it on their own land. The Soviet Union did it on their own land. France did it on their own land. Belgium did it on their own land. Norway did it on their own land. Finland did it on their own land. They all, lots of nations that are on their own land to try and prevent the enemy from using their own infrastructure against them. Uh, the U.S. because now their their economy was was higher than ever. Uh, they they all allocated millions of dollars to Germany, to the Soviet Union, to France, to Belgium, to Finland, to Norway, to the Netherlands, to Italy, anywhere that had been affected in World War II and needed to rebuild. And that money was to go only, and I quote, only towards rebuilding your infrastructure not towards military assets uh, weapons anything that could be considered military such as ammunition weapons military vehicles um, tanks artillery aircraft anything it could it could only go towards rebuilding your infrastructure, rebuilding your factories, um, 
replanting crops, um, clearing debris, clearing, clearing anything, and that was what that money was supposed to go towards. It's pretty clear that obviously not all of it did, but a main majority of it did to the point to where it didn't get really recognized that it, that it, well, didn't go towards what it was supposed to go towards, but enough of it did go towards what it was supposed to go towards. Um, I have overshot my goal for this episode. I have also reached everything that I wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah, this is the last episode of the World War II podcast. And that marks the end for this episode and the World War II podcast in general.